Hello and welcome to the Pete Barter Podcast, where you will join Pete in interviewing top-level thought leaders in education, music, and business, as well as a sneak peek into Pete's thoughts and challenges. This episode is all about... It's got some thoughts and I'd love to share those thoughts with you and, and gather expertise information from others. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys where people will say to me, geez, Pete, when do you get time to sleep? And my usual response is second week in December. Whatever you are doing right now, keep on doing it and enjoy this episode of the Pete Barter Podcast. So here we go. Now, I've been listening to podcasts for many, many, many years now, and I've got, got some thoughts, and I'd love to share those thoughts with you and, and gather expertise information from others. So I'm literally walking my dog, Sammy, right now, and if you're not familiar with what Sammy looks like or who Sammy is, because he's a big part of our family life, you can follow me on Snapchat. You know, he does make quite a few guest appearances in my videos. He brings a lot of peace and joy to the, to the family, the family being myself, my amazing, beautiful business partner, life partner, first and foremost, uh, is Michelle T. Holland. She's uh, doing quite a lot of good things um, on the universe. And I have three boys, Keegan, Jackson and Trey. At this point, the twins are ten, or nine. They turn ten in a couple of weeks. And Keegan is ten, who turns eleven in about a month. So at one point, they'll all be the same age. Good fun hanging out with those, and I've just taken them back to their mums. I have, uh, Michelle has two kids as well, Connor and Riley, and uh, I'm literally walking the dog and uh, bearing him away from other dogs. How you going? So I've, I've decided to do this podcast for a number of reasons, and I've, I get to speak to a lot of very professional, very accomplished business people, uh, particularly lately because we're building a software platform for music educators. Now these podcasts are not about me selling I need to get that straight with you guys. If you're listening to this, I'm doing more telling than selling. And when, you, when I'm selling, I'll tell you. But right now, I'm just happy to tell you about the things that I'm doing. If you find interest in it and you're interested in, in buying something, then you know where to find me. But these podcasts are primarily, not 100%, but primarily about me telling you guys about what I'm doing. I'm doing quite a lot, and I'm, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys where people will say to me, "Geez, Pete, when do you get time to sleep?" And my usual response is second week in December. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of puffing as I'm walking. I've just done a bit of a quick workout at home, and I'm, I'm walking the dog um, to freshen my mind and take in some nice air. I'm walking along a beautiful park, and this is where I'll probably do most of my podcasts. So you might hear some people talking. You might hear me say g'day to people. If people come past, I'm, I'm obviously going to say g'day. You might hear some birds. Uh, it, gets, it gets pretty busy. If you're quiet enough, you might even hear some bats because we have bats that fly over at this time of night, which is pretty, pretty intense. Um, and we're going to do a few other podcasts which are more um, specific. This one is an introduction to my podcast series that I'm going to be starting very soon. Um, and I've employed someone to help me produce the podcast so all I need to really do is record the content uh, and my friend Lee uh, is going to be putting together the, uh, the, the the digital content and getting it up to iTunes so it's all professional and available and you can listen to them all through my websites etc. There's going to be a lot. We've already got a whole heap of backlog of interviews that I've done with some pretty 
pretty gutsy people, um, living life through passion, some amazing business philosophers. Um, so I, I find it extremely interesting for me, and I'm an extremely big vision thinker, and I, uh, I, I, really, I really enjoy sharing the information that I get from others, and, and some of the interviews, as I was saying, I will be going deep into one particular subject, one particular topic. Um, I've got a heap of videos on YouTube already. I do Snapchat quite a bit. Um, obviously, Facebook, I've got a couple of profiles on there. My personal page, which is open for everybody, as well as my business page, which is obviously open for everybody. Uh, I work with a lot of organizations in helping them get better branding for their businesses and help them and help them realize like they have a, an amazing passion, and uh, even just individuals, helping them make some money from their passion. Well, right now, it's... Uh, Probably about, don't even know the time, 7 o'clock maybe? Let me have a look, just so you can kind of get a vibe. It's uh, 6.19 right now. It's just going a little bit dark, so I'm wandering this beautiful park. If you're not familiar with it, check out Linear Park in Google Maps in South Australia. Um, I'm actually walking right next to the Windsor Gardens Caravan Park right now, which backs onto the... uh, the River Torrens and the, the park runs past that. In fact, this linear park is a walking trail that goes for about 40 k's uh, up from the hills all the way into the city. Uh, in, in fact, beyond the city, it goes to the goes to Semaphore, I think, goes to the beach. So it's a pretty big walk if you wanted to do it. And uh, I know a couple of friends of mine that have done it and it's taken them like five or six hours to walk from top to bottom. And there's not much, um, you know... It's, it's beautiful. It's it's perfect. It's just you walk in a direction, very easily mapped out, and you just keep on walking. You'll end up in the water, just like Forrest Gump did. You just turn around and keep on going. So I'd like to welcome you and and, and greet you and say thanks for listening to this podcast. I'm interested to know what you'd like me to talk about, and and if it's a subject that I don't have any content or connections for content then I will go out and find the people that have the content to deliver the answers to your questions. Uh, and in, by doing that, obviously, I get to learn a lot, and you get to learn a lot as well. Uh, we may have some sponsors join us um, and help me f- pay, pay for some of this time that my guy's putting into producing this podcast, because these things don't just happen for free. They take time and money, energy. Um, but I'm not doing it because I'm, I'd rather do it for free and not charge anybody, of course. And I'm not going to pay, I'm not going to let people pay me for my ideas um, and my thoughts. Happy to share those. Um, one, of the, one of the topics that I want to talk about at some point uh, in one of the podcasts, and I'll touch on it right now, is I was speaking to a guy the other week, never met him at all. And uh, he, he said to me uh, after about, well, it was meant to be an, an hour sorry, a half-hour discovery session where, where we would simply discover some topics that I could implement into my business and, and potentially make some money out of that. Um, two hours later, he's trying to do the hard sell on me. I've never met the guy before in my life. How are you going? Hi. Good. He's never, I've never, never met this guy in my life. I clicked on a button on, a, on Facebook. I like to follow the processes through and... I'll get to it all in the, in the podcast, so keep an ear out for this one, but it, it really changed my opinion of coaching and selling. Um, people, people like to do the hard sell. 
I would rather give value and not even ask for a, a purchase or a buyer in return. I think it's important to do the... Here you go. I think it's super important to do the... Uh, sh- I need to show off what I am able to do. And if they don't dig it, they're not going to buy it. If I tell them to buy, ask people to buy, before they know exactly what I'm capable of doing for them or their organisation, then there's an extremely good chance that they're um, you know, going to buy. So I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sharing. Like I'm, My job is to, to help them help them discover the values that they've got. I think there's people out here Pokemoning. It's a very popular Pokemon park, this one. Sorry. There you go, mate. So, yeah, it's, it's a very, very interesting topic, talking about coaching. And I've never pro- pre- uh, approached coaching in the same way that other people approach coaching. Um, I see a lot of people coach simply because... Here we go on. Catching those Pokemons? Yeah, good. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I've approached coaching or mentoring not from a financial point of view, where where I can where I can just you know put my hand out and say, hey, I got this idea. I'm going to charge you for this idea, and uh, you know you're going to do well. Uh, I, I've been helping people for a long time, and I don't. Yeah, look, we'll get into that in the podcast. I've, it's a bit of a bee in my bonnet. And uh, I'm actually interested in thinking about doing a, a bit of a take the piss video series and, and push it through Facebook. Could you imagine, you know, this 17-year-old kid playing Xbox, selling himself as a life coach? Or has that not actually had a proper official life just yet? You know, surely he may have had some ups and downs, but just to purely take the piss. Um... So yeah, I might, I might, uh, yeah, I'm gonna do that. But that just takes time, and I'm really focused on getting our, our platform up and running at the moment. Uh, we've got some investors that are throwing some money in, so it's it's totally serious, serious shit. And I wanna, uh, that's one of the reasons I wanna do this podcast is because I'm growing as a person. I need to make sure that I'm valuing the money that they've invested. I need to. Some of these guys are family members, so I need to sit at the Christmas table, look them in the, look them fair in the face, and say everything's going to be fine. Instead of, sorry guys, we lost it all. So I've got a lot riding on it. Um, it's super important that I, I grow, and by speaking, I'm growing. A lot of people say, and there's a philosophy that says, or a saying that says, the less we speak, the more we learn. When I speak like this, I'm just speaking out loud. I don't have any idea who's listening. I may even not get any listeners, but obviously you're listening, so I appreciate it. I need to work on my cardio. <laughs> so as these podcasts go on, you might, you might hear my breathing calm down a little bit better. Um, so yeah, look, I'm, I'm super excited to be able to share my journey and you know a little bit about my background. If you haven't done your research and don't know who the fuck I am, First, sorry, I swear a couple of times here and there. I apologise. Um, grew up in Salisbury North. My dad was a mechanic. My mum stayed at home looking after all the kids. So myself, my older sister, um, and she was a nana for the street, you know. So she looked after a lot of other family members and, and people in the street. Babysat. She's a homebody and a, a damn good one. 
love it a bit. Dad's a mechanic, worked hard his whole life and still working hard. Got some interesting values and views on the world. And uh, we're all up for free speech, and I agree or disagree with some of those. Um, you may agree or disagree with mine, so that's, that's fine. That's how the world works, right? Um, so when I was, when I was um, in year 10, doing a lot of music, my grades were fine. You know, they weren't, they weren't ducks gaps. I did okay at maths and science and you know, other subjects that I was really excited about, and that music being one of those, I... I, uh, uh, my dad got me a work experience gig with one of his friends at a company called PJM Electronics. His name was Paul John Mayers, and he ran this small little repair business in Elizabeth where people were highly dependent on their, on their videos and their TVs to watch the midday shows and things like that. So it was actually a really good place to run that kind of business. So he got me a, he got me a print, uh, work experience there. And then... Then um, I got offered an apprenticeship, which was cool. The apprenticeship happened right in the middle of year, um, year 10. So 1995, I was 15. 15. Yeah, maybe 16, something like that. So I'd done the first half of year 10, and I didn't go back to the second half. But because I was doing an apprenticeship in the electronic field, electronic technician, had to be up there with the maths and the science. So I had to go to TAFE. Now at that point I lived in Gula with a girlfriend at the time. Now we all make bad decisions, but I was living in Gula at a young age with a girl. I followed my, I followed my penis <laughs> and um, I, worked, uh, I worked in Elizabeth, but I went to TAFE in a place called Regency Park. And I was, I was there three nights a week doing advanced business maths which was algebra, trigonometry, calculus, and all that ridiculous stuff that apparently we had to know to become an electronic technician. Uh, my boss never used it. He had better ways of figuring things out and making more money from his time. Uh, but I had to go and do it, otherwise I wouldn't have been accepted into the apprenticeship program. So I had to go and do it. Failed miserably at it. And then the boss got divorced from his wife, and uh, I saw him full in a little bit of a hole, and um, he sold me the business. He was going to either close it down or sell it to me. If he closed it down, I'd have to go and work for his mate potentially down south, a long way away. Didn't want to do that. So um, my dad pretty much bought the business for me, um, with me. It was amazing. I, had a, I was 16 or 17 at that point. Um, yeah, so I didn't finish my apprenticeship but I started running a business and that was the best kind of work, the best kind of advice I could ever give someone. If you want to learn how to do shit, just do shit. Just do it. And, and my job wasn't just to fix TVs and videos. My job was to get the money in, to pay the bills. I had to talk to customers, which I love doing. In fact, I got told off for doing that a little bit too much. Um, customer service focus was definitely my, my thing. Um, so yeah, I, I ran the business and uh, things change, technology changed, and you don't get things fixed. And at that point, plasma had just come in, and they were like $15,000 to buy a like a 60-inch a plasma. $15,000. So people were buying those, not in my area. Well, some people were, but not many. So it took a little while for that to happen, but I kind of read the industry and went, well, technology is only going to get cheaper. 
things are going to change. People aren't going to spend $132 to service a video. In fact, video has disappeared. I bought the very first DVD player that come on the market um, for like $900. Bought it purely for a business research. Worked out how it worked and really instead of doing like a, a three or $4,000 course over a couple of days at the TAFE, I figured it out myself. Um, and I went, well, these are pretty cool. I don't even have to rewind the CDs or the DVDs. That was good. Less moving parts. Not, 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 not like a video. So as you can get the video, the industry change, DVD killed the video star. And uh, yeah, so I kind of changed the business model a little bit. Started to do car installations because I'm a big fan of music and having good quality music in cars was a big passion of mine. I sat on the board of a, a music, uh, of a sound audio a car audio um, board, um, so we judge competitions and stuff like that. And I started doing some big installs with some a couple of major brands like Seon Vega and Kicker and Sony and JVC. Um, got some pretty good reps in that, so I kind of changed my model. But not everybody had money to do that, and I was competing with Tonkins and and Autobahn, and, and these guys were good mates. So you know, I felt like I was taking money from them, but I was offering a different service. I think I was anyway. Um, uh, so yeah, I did a whole heap of whole heap of soul searching um, and changed the way the business model worked because I had to adapt, right? You don't want to keep doing the same thing that might be going into a hole. So evolve or die, uh, motherfucker, is, is kind of the, the the thing here. Like if you don't evolve in business, you are going to fall off fall off the wagon. People are people are complaining about food carts um, uh, around the cities of Adelaide. You know the food vans that rock up. The, the people that are complaining uh, are the people that don't have a food van, the people that have the, the stationary bricks and mortar, which, you know, they can't go to where the people are. So not everyone's complaining, but it's definitely a census of, of what's going on. So I changed my business model and got out of the shop, and my dad had a big empty uh, warehouse at the back of his business, so I, I set up shop there. I had half of that building. Um, so I, could, didn't have, I didn't have a shop front anymore. Uh, the business that was attached to the building that I was in, they become like a shop front. So we ended up having like a, a service very similar to um, like a dry cleaning service where you drop your TV or your video off at any of my agents and I had one guy running around with a van picking up the videos, TVs, etc., bringing them to me. I would fix them in my own time and then they would go back and everything worked quite well and I thought that was a really good business model and and then I sold off bits of it, closed bits down. Um, didn't do a great deal for a little while. I had some money. And uh, at that point, you know, I was living in a rental and, yeah, I didn't really have a great deal of expenses. I didn't really have a grasp on what the fuck life was all about. And to be honest, I don't now. But I really, really enjoyed that opportunity of learning. And it set me up for a lot of things that I'm doing today. Um, I joined some multi-level marketing, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of learning, more, more so than the earning. And uh, if, you're, if you're a multi-level marketing person, then, you know, all the best, it's, um, you definitely learn a lot. So go to all the workshops, meet, meet the people, do, the, do the, the promotions. And when they say, go and speak to five people this week, work your ass off, speak to five people and you'll learn stuff. Get the tapes, get the books. They're more valuable than the phone calls. So I, I did a lot of that. I think I did pretty well. Uh, didn't make much money, but I made some coin. 
Got some more pokemon people up here doing some stuff. Um, so yeah, I changed, changed my business model, um, sold it off, and then what else did I get up to? I started working for a friend of mine who ran a games company, TV, uh, fixing things. How are you going, guys? Come on, Sam. Um, so he, he ran a, a, a Xbox or a game console repair company. Loved it. It was great and did a lot of, a lot of work for him. Um, oh, before I started working with him, a friend of mine needed someone to work in a call centre in an outbound, jump on the phones, um, lead generate in the morning, which was very simple. That just got your voice working. And then you did like an hour of that and then you're on the phones calling the people that you lead generated for like a week before. And I was selling them hotel accommodation. You may have heard of Advantage Plus. No, not the cat food. Uh, that was a good, a good lot of learning. Really enjoyed that. Very cutthroat. Um, saw a lot of people come, a lot of people go. I did very well in that. Sales on the phone, just actually connecting with people. Um, you can't close a sale unless you're open. We learned a lot about, or I learned, I didn't really get taught how to sell. We got taught how to read the script. And if you were good at selling, then you did better. And because I was already involved in some multi-level marketing and network marketing and all that sort of bullshit, I learned a little bit about body language and you know, the tone of a voice and how to connect with people properly. Um, and that information had come from some of the world's top business people, not selling people, but business people. Um, it's super important to realize that not everyone on this planet is built to sell. I'm probably not. I'm just built to connect, and I love connecting with people. It's definitely something that I love doing, whether you guys are listening right now buy or not then whatever. I'm just happy to share my story with you right now. and that's I appreciate you listening. If you've got this far, I've told this story plenty of times, but in dribs and drabs. And there'd probably be more, more areas of this I could go into in more detail, but I won't right now. I'm giving you a bit of an overview. Um, so yeah, I worked with them for a while and then started, started doing this stuff with Dave at, at uh, this, a little company in Parrot Hills at Fixed Dave. Um, uh, Xboxes and Playstations and all that sort of stuff uh, ended up becoming I would give myself the name of the International Operations Manager so and we were a bit of an international organisation we were doing mods and sending boards and hard drives out all over the world from this little place in Para Hills so we built that brand up quite big and it's running really well right now I gave up a massive wage to go and work in drum retail like music drums because I always wanted to be around drums I did some work experience in some places when I was younger and I really loved being around musicians and being around drum kits in particular so I got offered this gig to go and work in a drum store um, so I fucking took it and I lost a lot of money per week but I loved doing what I was doing um, well, I don't love what I was doing with with, um, with the Gametronics stuff as well but yeah I just had to do something different I was with Dave for like 5 years or something um, so I moved over to uh, this drum retail outlet and I uh, was there for a little while. Um, I met my first girlfriend at the time, first wife at the time, she was my girlfriend then. Um, and then we had a kid for that boy, Keegan, beautiful spitting image of his sexy dad. We, uh, 
you know, we had him. And I took two weeks off because my first son was born and, you know, as scheduled, went to go back and the boss kind of said, oh, we don't need you anymore. I'm like, well, fuck you. <laughs> so I really realized right then that there's no job security. I could have kept running my TV video repair business and have job security as long as I evolved with the market. But to have, uh, to have a guy tell me that yeah, I'm not needed anymore, I wasn't full-time, I was part-time, so, you know, granted, but no job security. And that, uh, that really rang home, and uh, I, I've learned a lot from that. Um, so from that point, I've, I've done a whole heap of little businesses and set some things up for other people. Um, I started working in a warehouse. My brother owned a company, uh, part owned a company, that uh, subcontracted to a, a, a transport company, and we just loaded, we loaded the freight, or unloaded the freight that came in, um, from uh, from wherever, and we loaded it onto trucks that went all over Australia, and a little bit overseas. I did that for a while, then I got approached by. We used to unload containers as well and stack them onto pallets. Then I got approached by the warehouse manager if I wanted to work for them. And it felt a bit weird because I was going to quit my brother's business to work for another organisation in the same complex. I didn't really know anything about. Then there were some family feuds, and you know made my decision really easy so I jumped ship started working for uh, this other company <clears throat> and uh, was there for like uh, almost almost seven years I think quite a while <clears throat> um, um, while I was there I successfully put on a couple of little drum clinics and workshops and still kept teaching on the side and well, I've always been teaching I've, I've missed that part out I've always been teaching drums since I was maybe 15 years old started having lessons that's a whole nother story started having lessons when I was about 11 started teaching when I was 15 and I've always taught I teach every day I uh, sorry every week and never really had a week off so I do that quite a bit still do it today and I run a, a big organization based around that and my values and my teaching styles and sort of franchised that out I kind of well, sort of franchise but um so yeah I, I quit that little um a little business after my, well, a big business. The transport industry was massive. It was a multi-million dollar organisation that was across Australia. I quit that um, just after I went back to work, after I had about four or five weeks off because my appendix ruptured and blew out inside my body and fucked me up pretty hard. I had to do a lot of recovering from that. While I was in hospital, also got pneumonia and uh, um, one of my lungs collapsed because, you know, you're not moving around too much. Horrible times, not very, not very good at all. I was pretty fit going in and lost a lot of my core strength and I still actually struggle to get that back now, I think. And that's probably to do with me not putting any work in to, to get it back. So that's something else I'm doing. I'm going to share that journey with you as well. I'm changing my body image and, and putting some more time into my health. So, you know, I'm saying this stuff so I can be accountable to myself. Um, so, yeah, I, I quit. My panic flew out. I went, fuck it, I'm in charge now, I'm doing my own business. And that point, uh, up at that point there, I'd split up with my wife, we got divorced. Kids are probably about five years old. And I uh, met Michelle, and, uh, you know, um, I, I really, really loved the world that she was in. She was in corporate world, and um, I was trying to, uh, to somehow make music education corporatized. So... 
you know, it's a lot bigger, bigger industry, some bigger money, bigger opportunities. Um, and we've done that, we've successfully done that, and now we're building this platform called Sammy, which is going to manage a lot of that excitement. Um, and I'm going to be really, I'm really excited to share that journey with you guys. So you know, I'm going to touch on that in certain certain um, podcasts. I'm going to do podcasts like how I feel about going into certain meetings, how I feel about coming out to certain meetings. I'm really going to wear this process on my sleeve um, so you can see. And, and in 20 years' time, when we're sitting in this massive company structure and I've got a good empire that Michelle and I have built because of this you know, idea of making music teaching a better cleaner profession for music educators to thrive in then you know in 10 years time when or 20 years when we're doing you know totally different things to we are now i can look back to this podcast my introductory podcast and uh you know think about all the things i've gone through to get to that point um so you know it's it's it's, it's exciting i've i've got a lot of things to do and me walking the dog is good I usually just walk and listen, and I'll do that sometimes. Um, I'll do podcasts from the car. I'm going to do some live. Some podcasts are going to have videos attached to them as well. And you're going to be able to find all these podcasts at petebarter.com. And also follow my Snapchats as well. E-T-I Pete is my handle there. But if you go to petebarter.com, you'll find all the links to all that stuff. I'm about a kilometre from home now. I've done a bit of a lap. Um, yeah, so if you have jumped on Google Maps and you've seen my, my lap, um, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a lovely place. It's completely dark out here now, apart from the, the lights along the, uh, along the walk, walkway. It's a little bit brisk, but it's, uh, the crickets are chirping and the cro- frogs and, you know, I think there's been a, you know, a couple of possums in the trees, I've heard, or drop bears or bats. Yeah, Sam's stopping for a bit of a bit of a pee on a pole. And that's what he does. Um, and where am I? I'm at the. I'm looking at this thing here. Yeah, it tells me I'm here, so I know that. <laughs> ah, excellent, great chatting to you guys. I'm literally just going to be doing podcasts like this. Um, I'm going to have bees in my bonnets, and I'm going to be sharing a lot of content that's probably not shared. I'm going to give you some, you know, some other things that I want to be letting you in on. Um, health, wealth, love and happiness is my goal and everyone else seems to talk about those four key points. Um, and I'm also going to tell you about, uh, talk to you about how not to be sold to. Um, because, you know, this guy is still is a bee in my bonnet. This guy is trying to sell me shit and I'm like, dude, I know all the tricks. It's, it's not happening for me, bro. You, you haven't sold me before selling me so like I said if you can't open you can't close I'm not doing these podcasts to get to the end of them and say so Mr. Listener what uh, what credit card would you like to use your MasterCard or your Visa and then have the awkward silence for as long as it takes before someone says something um, so, yeah I really wish I recorded that conversation with him um, yeah, so I've got a videographer that follows me around a little bit sometimes as well, Tanil. Tanil Ashton is an amazing photographer. Uh, if she wants to get in the world of video, she put a video together for me, which is on my, um, it's not my webpage at the moment, I should put it there. 
but it's on my Facebook, and it was just me chatting like I am now, but she put a whole heap of you know, beautiful video content over the top, and it got like 22,000 views in about a week, which was quite insane. Um, and yes, I did pay for some of those. I put 15 bucks towards the paid, sorry, $88 towards that ad, and 15,000 of those were paid. The rest were organic, where people actually found value and shared. Um, and that's what I like, and it's still being shared right now, and no one's paying any money for it. I'm not putting any money into have it be shared and, and add value, and there was no selling. I was literally telling people, if there's something that they want to achieve, find someone that's already achieved it, grab a coach, and go for it. And I wasn't even suggesting that they, they choose me as their coach. There was none of that. I'm like, I'm just telling you, that's what I did. We've had a couple of business coaches, um, and I find mentorships from a lot of different things, even though they're not speaking to me directly, the right mentors, even if I'm not paying them, the right mentors are speaking to me directly, if that makes any sense. Um, people that I follow, so if you look at my Snapchat, you'll listen, you'll, you'll see me, you'll see me follow people like Ty Lopez, who's got a 67 step program. Um, I did that and he's got like an accelerator program, which is the next step up. He does a lot of Snapchats. He's gone a little bit weird with some of his videos and um, there's always girls in the, in the background and Ferrari. So I guess the market that he's going for is your Hugh Hefner wannabes because, you know, the entire very successful investor. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk runs a company called VaynerMedia, Vayner Capital, um, just started a, a sports, um, sports thingo, um, a talent agency. The dude's worth billions. He invested into Twitter and Snapchat, and I don't, I don't know, maybe maybe Facebook. I'm not sure. Um, so I like to follow people that I want to be like, and you, the golden rule is, you'll become the sixth. Per, the you'll become if you follow five people that you want to be like, you'll become the sixth guy or girl. Um, so you know, I'm I'm happy to share this with you. I'm just coming in front of our house now. I'm going to click off. Thank you very much for listening. If you've got to the end, I'll give you a hug next time I see you. Let me know you've listened to it. Um, and I really want to get these podcasts up the top so other people that don't know about me can, can have a listen and, and find value. So if you found a little bit of value in anything that I've said and you're happy to share, please, uh, please write a review and, and give, it, give it five stars because I really want to, uh, to, to get some people on board and and you know, share my journey, and that's all I'm literally doing is sharing my journey. And I don't know if if I could find someone that's going through the same process I am, of you know, changing my my health, um, you know, living in living in debt, putting everything I've got into building this app, speaking to investors, um, and really, really hitting it hard with um, with a whole heap of whole heap of things. So. Yeah, if, uh, look, if I can find someone that's doing what I'm doing, then I'm going to be doing that as well. Excellent. Thank you for listening, guys. Um, like and follow, share. I appreciate your feedback. Thank you. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed Pete's podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share with anyone you think will get value. And if you haven't already, head to PeteBarter.com for more Pete Barter content. And remember, do something good for yourself and someone else today. Thanks for listening.